0: You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode 106. Today, we're talking about the secrets of an effective sales page, because it's not what you think. It's not about the 10X formulas or anything like that. And when you get this right, creating sales pages for your buyers will be a lot easier. So let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry Podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. So I've got a question for you. Have you taken just a minute to download your free guide to Profit Without Worry? It's super easy to do. You just go to ProfitWithoutWorry.com forward slash free and you can download the guide to get on your path to Profit Without Worry. And I'd love to connect with you. It's super easy. You can email me, Michelle at MichelleLEvans.com or hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Tag me and use the hashtag Profit Without Worry so that I see your message. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hi. I love to put a face with your name and know who's tuning in each and every week. Okay, let's dive into today's show. So one thing that I want to talk about is that sales pages are not just for launching a product, for selling a program, for, you know, that kind of stuff. You can use a sales page for booking a call with you. You can use a sales page for literally anything. I mean, if you write a book, you can use a sales page. If you have an event coming up, you can use a sales page. So sales pages are really, really helpful in helping your audience decide, hey, is this for me or not? But one thing that I see a lot of people making a mistake on is that they're so worried about the headline formulas and like getting all the boxes checked and everything that you need to have on your sales page. And we forget that the sale actually happens long before anyone gets to your sales page. And this can be really, really confusing and it's it's a reason why you really want to make sure That all your marketing with a customer or with a a buyer in your audience, that it's all directing towards one thing. Because if you are you know having lots of different conversations with your people let's say that you do events and some of your events are for i don't know stock market stuff and some of your events are like personal care and you just love to do events but you're talking about really different things at the events you're going to really confuse your audience so you want to make sure that you're talking to the right audience and sending the right audience to your sales page a lot of times You know, when I'm working on my own stuff or when I'm working with um, clients on their own uh, marketing initiatives, we always talk about how the sale happens from the first moment you attract somebody into your um, email list or into your community or whatever. Because the sale for setting the stage for why you, why this offer, why now and why the person in the audience can do it, it happens from the get-go. And so if you just keep that in mind, if you just go, okay, from the moment somebody sees a Facebook post or an Instagram post or they read a blog of mine or they hear me on a podcast or they see a video that I've done... If I know from that moment on I'm really setting the stage for why me, why this offer, and why now, even though I'm not talking about this offer yet. So at the very beginning, you're not gonna say a darn thing about your offer, you're just gonna set the stage. Then once you have that in your mind, boy, creating sales pages is a lot easier. So there are um so today I'm going to go through seven principles for creating sales pages that work. And again, you know, these aren't going to be like a checklist for your headlines or anything like that. This is more for planning it out from your audience's perspective. So trying to get into your audience's head and understand Okay, is they're reading this? What are the questions that they're going to have? What is it that they want to see? What would be really exciting to them? So just keep that in mind as we go through this. So the first principle that we're going to talk about is know your audience. So if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I always, always, always start with your audience because it really is all about serving them, right? You cannot create a sales page that converts unless you know who you're talking to, and I don't mean like some customer avatar worksheet where you've kind of made stuff up, or at least I do. I mean, you really know them. You know what they've tried before. You know what stories them t- they're telling themselves in their head about why what you're offering will or won't work. You know what they really want and what they're working hard to create. One of my favorite ways to do this is something that I call audience reconnaissance. And it's a process of diving into your audience's minds to really understand their perspective and what they're struggling with. Because you and I, we're experts in what we do. We can't, we can't be in the same perspective as the audience that we're trying to serve, right? So we have to really make an effort to get into their minds. And the process itself is pretty in-depth that I work on with my clients, but one thing that you can do right now today is find somewhere that your audience hangs out and scroll through and see what discussions they're having. What questions are they asking? What advice are they giving? Who are they recommending for solutions? Who are they not recommending for solutions? This is the very beginning process of audience reconnaissance and it is so incredibly valuable. And I got to be honest with you, most people they just want to skip over this cuz they they're like, "Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I know who my people are. I just want to get to the selling piece." But If you get this right, everything about your sales cycle, everything about your sales page, everything about any sales calls or webinars or events or whatever you're doing to sell your thing, everything will be easier because you will set the stage from the very beginning for your audience about why you, why now, and why this offer, right? And when you do this right, you get a sneak peek into what your audience cares about, what they're talking about, what they fear, just all the things that you need to know to be really effective. And when you do this really right, your audience is actually going to tell you what it is they're looking for. They may just not be able to put it into a cohesive statement, but when they read what you put together after doing audience reconnaissance, they'll be like, oh my gosh, that's what I was looking for. All right, principle number two, create a deliciously believable promise. And yes, I chose those words specifically for this because I want you to think about a deliciously believable promise. Have you ever been to a state fair or like some big trade show or something where people are doing... Um, stage demonstrations where they're trying to sell you on their product or their service. Well, back in September, uh, we took the kids to our state fair here in Washington State. It's called the Puyallup Fair. And we went through the big tent area where they have lots of these going on. So like people selling pots and pans, people selling knives, people selling like these um, plastic looking things that you can put uh, that when you crack them they heat up but then you put them in hot boiling water and it reactivates them I don't even know what those things were um it, like they just had lots of things right the um, little chamois where they'd spill things and show how fast it cleans it up and sucks it on a carpet right you know you've probably seen these before right and these guys they make the most outrageous promises sometimes And you're just sitting there kind of shaking your head like, (laughs) no, that chamois is not going to save my life. Um, But they just throw these things out there that are kind of um, bigger than life and just make you go, what are you talking about? Like, that's not even possible. But then they suck you in with their, I don't know, fast talking stuff. I didn't buy any of it. I just love to watch these guys do their thing. Um, But, you know, the same thing happens online. There's nothing that drives me crazier than seeing a sales page that makes these crazy pie in the sky like you're going to 10x, 50x, 100x your business with this one specific trick that you can only get by signing up for my, you know, $1,997 program. And, you know, sometimes people fall for them, obviously, like I've fallen for that before. But after a while, we get really jaded to those kinds of outlandish promises and we just cross our arms and shake our head and go, seen it before, you know, same bs different flavor whatever but um but you know when you create a deliciously believable promise this is a promise that speaks right to the heart of what your audience is looking for this isn't saying that you're gonna 10x anything this isn't saying that you know they're gonna go from i've actually seen this on a sales page that they will go from zero to five hundred thousand a year in a six-month program like Making those kind of promises, unless you can back it up with a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of really good examples, I just say stick with a deliciously believable promise. One that people go, ah, that's exactly what I've been looking for. And you know, to get to that, obviously you need to understand what it is that they're struggling with first. So number one, audience, reconnaissance, it always comes first. But when you really get in there and you really know what do they need to believe about themselves, about the offer that you have and about you in order to be ready to say yes, boy does it make your sales page stronger. Build a deliciously believable promise that speaks to your buyers and your sales page will perform. It absolutely will perform. All right, number three. Make a clear offer that they can't refuse. Um, and, And again, this goes back to being deliciously believable, but it's also about being clear. So if people aren't clear of what is the offer, what do I need to be able to like take advantage of this offer, you know, are there any hidden costs that I should be aware of, of this offer, all of those things, if you're not super clear on them on your sales page, it just brings up doubts, and when you know when a mind has a lot of questions or doubts, they're just gonna say no. It's just easier than trying to figure it out. So be really clear and be really upfront about what it is and what they'll um, what they need in order to take advantage of it. Um, number four is make it scannable. So I love to see sales pages where I can, um, scan the headlines and the subheadings and maybe like call out sections so I can get the gist of what it is that we're talking about. Um, and then I can go back and I can read, you know, the specifics of anything that I want to read, but really try to make sure that your, um, sales page isn't just like a big, like blah of text and blah is, you know, really scientific. (laughs) But you know what I mean. You've gone to those pages before where it's just like scroll and scroll and scroll and it's nothing but text and you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to read all this. So make sure that yours is scannable, that you're writing compelling headlines and sub headlines and that, you know, you have like a, a reader can visually go through it and get the gist of what you're talking about and then they can come back and dive in deeper. Number five Um, The features of your offer, they're fine to mention, but the transformation is what's going to engage your audience. So, you know, when you're talking about, hey, you'll get X number of calls with me or you'll get X number of, um, I don't know, virtual retreats or whatever. That's great. Like, that's a feature, but what are they going to get from that call or from that virtual retreat or whatever it is that you offer, right? What's the transformation? What's the benefit? And it goes beyond benefit. Like what are they going to get on the other side of that call with you or the virtual retreat with you or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. Try to really bring that transformation in so that people can sort of envision what their future self would look like after, you know, buying your offer. All right, number six, show real proof. Um, One of the things that a lot of times will sink people's sales pages is that they don't have proof. And this can be a real catch-22, right? Because when you're launching something new, obviously it's new, so people haven't gone through it. But if people haven't gone through it, then you don't have any proof. And so it's like this catch 22. And so what I've done in the past is either I've tested specific small pieces of my offer. So, you know, like a a video review of your marketing funnel. I've tested just that. And I've let people buy just that piece. And then I've gotten a testimonial about how valuable that is. Or, you know, maybe you... Um, have a a handful of people that you ask to go through your program that you know this would be really valuable for and the payment that they give you is either like a seriously reduced price like you know 50, 60, 70, 80% off the normal price and or Um, they get a lot more like one-on-one time with you so that you can understand where they're getting stuck, but try to get real proof. So if you're trying to sell something that literally has, um, no backup proof, just know you're really putting yourself up. It, It like, it's just a really hard hill to climb, actually like a mountain range to climb Because people are really skeptical of these, you know, big promises and stuff, especially when it's not backed up by real proof. So try to focus on getting some real proof. And then finally, number seven, know their objections. Know what questions are going through their head. Know where they're maybe doubting themselves or they're doubting you or they're doubting, you know, this program's effectiveness or they're doubting that they have enough time or they're doubting that... Um, you know, this will get them the transformation they want. Know what those objections are and work them into your copy. Have examples of how this is gonna really help. And all of this is really only possible when you know your audience. And that's the bottom line here, is that you can have, you can have a, a, like a, a less than professionally written sales page that can perform really, really well when you know your audience. Um, In fact, I have had clients that literally have like an email and maybe a, a blog post page that just answers some FAQs and a PayPal link. and it's worked because they knew their audience so well. So I'm not saying that you have to go over the top of, you know making like this gorgeously designed picture perfect sales page. But what I am saying is that none of that will work until you know your audience. And that's really the bottom line here is that the secrets of an effective sales page, it's not about the perfect headline. It's not about the perfect price. It's not about, um, you know, the bells and whistles like pop-ups for asking questions or any of that kind of stuff. The secret of an effective sales page is that you have to know your audience and you have to realize that the sale starts way before they ever get to that page. So I really hope that this helps you because I've seen a lot of people asking recently, you know, will you look at my sales page, like not just to me, but in Facebook groups and stuff, will you look at my sales page and tell me why it's not working? Will you help me understand this? And a lot of times when I go, I just, I can tell right away they don't know their audience. They're trying to funnel hack or they're trying to sales page hack into success, but they don't really understand the problem that they're solving for their audience. And what their audience objects to, what they've tried before, all that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to pop in here and do this one because um, if you take nothing else away, just know that spending the time to really, really crawl into your audience's brain, really understand how is it that you can serve them, it will serve you in all aspects of building your business, but especially on your sales page. So let's just recap these principles real quick. So number one is know your audience. Number two, and that should be like a giant number one with, I don't know, flashing lights around it. Number two is create a deliciously believable promise. Not a crazy, you know, um, state fair, you're not gonna believe this. Not one of those. I want you to create a deliciously believable promise that somebody's going, yeah, yeah, that sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. Number three, make a clear offer that they can't refuse, but be clear. Number four, make it scannable. Make it easy to scan through it and get the gist. You can always fill in the details. Number five, features are fine, but transformation engages. So really make sure that your highlighting the transformation that they'll get from purchasing this offer. Number six, show real proof. And if you don't have that real proof, take the time to develop it. It's worth the time and effort. And number seven, know their objections. Know what it is that's going through a head. Know what it is that they have to believe in order to say yes to you and yes to themselves. All right, I'd love to hear how this goes for you. Have you written a sales page for your business before? If so, how's it working? Like, you know, just take a a step back and say, hmm, is this working as well as I'd like? I'd love to hear if these principles help you look at your own sales page in a new light, in a different way, and maybe give you an aha about how you can make it work better. All right, hit me up on social media or email me michelle at michellelevans.com. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating Profit Without Worry in their business? If you could think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big old favor and share this episode with them? It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show, which is ProfitWithoutWorry.com forward slash episode 106. And your friend can listen right there on any device or computer. And don't forget to download your freebie, five steps to profit without worry. You can take that. You can get that on today's show notes, or just go to profitwithoutworrycom forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right. Have an amazing week. And I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place on another great episode of profit without worry. See you then.